Speaks Radio. Today we are going to have a fun and lively conversation about yoga laughter. So if you're not familiar with it, you're going to want to stay stay tuned because there's nothing better than laughter as medicine. We all know it. We all feel the difference. And we've got some experts here that are going to share what they have learned and what they are teaching others and the gift of laughter that they're giving so many people dealing with dementia. Now, uh, before I introduce them, I just want to, again, welcome you to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. If you haven't been with us before, you know, our motto is we're true talk radio, and we're not about sound bites, we're about sound information. And we just think it's vitally important for people to get resources, tools, and products that they deserve to be able to make the best decisions. If they're a family member, if they're living with dementia, if they're a professional researcher, uh, it doesn't make any difference. We all have impact in this area, and we all need to get connected so that we can make the best possible decisions. Our listeners are so loyal, and again, I thank each and every one of you because your likes, your clicks, and your shares are making a huge difference. Um, you have expanded our platform and our footprint all around the world. All of our episodes are archived, so you can listen to them anytime, so please, uh, please follow us and share on your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Twitter account, your Instagram, whatever it is you use, but let people know there's hope, there's passion, there's joy, and there's definitely life with dementia. I also need to give a shout out to the Memory Cafe directory. They have just been a wonderful source for companionship and camaraderie. And um, you just go to memorycafedirectory.com. These groups are for people with dementia and their care partners. It's truly enlightening and fun, all wrapped up into one. So check them out at memorycafedirectory.com. And don't forget to check us out at our website, which is alzheimerspeaks.com. There you'll be able to find out about becoming dementia-friendly you will find information on Dementia Chats, where I facilitate conversations with people with dementia. And they, they tell us what they want out of life, how they'd like the world and people around them to treat them, and in uh, so many, many more resources. So with no further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our guests today. Now, these, this couple has come highly recommended. They have come recommended from my very own daughter, and she cannot say enough wonderful things about these two. She's like, Mom, you've got to have Pete and Jan Gerard on your show. You absolutely have to. They have been life-changing for our residents. Uh, my daughter happens to be an activities coordinator, and she deals with a lot of people, but she said, Mom, you have to have these two on your show. More people need to learn about laughter yoga and how laughter truly is the best medicine, and it's free, something we can all do. 
Pete and Jan were certified laugh, laughter yoga leaders in 2010, and they believe that anyone can benefit from laughter yoga. And they have proven that with every group that they've spoken to. Their initial intention was to be able to, to be a service uh, to providers at the Pathways in Minneapolis, whose mission is to provide resources and services for people with life-threatening or chronic physical illness, as well as caregivers and to explore and experience complementary healing approaches. But from there, you know, they've, they've really expanded and gone out to different communities. And I know they'd love to talk to yours as well. Several of the original grant-based recipients have continued with the services and they have seen positive uh, responses to laughter yoga. So welcome to the show, uh, Pete. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm just awesome, Laurie. Thank you. And how are you doing, Jan? I'm doing great. I I'm thrilled that we get to be part of this with you, Laurie. What a what a privilege and an honor. Well, I can't wait to show it to Danielle because, like I said, she was so excited um, to connect us, and she truly believes in the service that you have. I mean, she's seen the magic that you've made with with their residents. I feel you're bringing tears to my I eyes. I know. With, <laughs> with what you were saying, what Danielle said. I, oh, wow. Well, we, we, we think the world of Danielle, yeah. and, and so far we found that the acorn doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, she's, mother's a delight as well. So what a wonderful family. What, a, what an honor. Oh, thank you. The last thing she wanted to be was like her mom and, and uh, you know, went to school to be a graphic design artist. And then here she is in memory care and she absolutely adores it. She loves her residents. She's great. She's Wonderful. Well, I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask you each one at a time so we're not talking over one another. Um, so, Pete, if you wouldn't mind sharing if you have been personally touched by family or friends with dementia. Uh, absolutely. I, both my parents um, ended up in the Alzheimer's ward in a nursing home here in Minneapolis. Um, my sister, who is now in the final stages of Alzheimer's herself in a, in a care home, uh, but she had been taking care of my parents. Uh, she had a family up in Crystal, and uh, my parents lived in South Minneapolis, so she was making this commute taking care of her family, taking care of mom and dad. And uh, this had been going on for several years. And finally, it was in 1995, she just called me on the phone and said, she just can't take it anymore. She's got to put them in a home. And, and, uh, and, I, and I was not doing anything that I couldn't really walk away from at the time. And I came home and, and, uh, and lived with them for another two and a half years. And, was a primary caregiver and uh and then we finally dad started started wandering um and uh and thought it initially the two of them were he had become totally uncommunicative uh just sitting play, putting jigsaw puzzles together uh mom on the other hand was up and and babble at the end i mean she just would talk and babble and make no sense, but she was always moving. I was still always doing something which had been her life. And we always thought if anything, and even wandered, it would be mom. So when the dad just, it was a, I don't need to go into the whole story, but it was, 
we finally, it happened again a couple days later, and my sister and I finally decided, yeah, that's that's got to be it. And and thank God, and with a blessing, we were able to get them in the same room in the Alzheimer's room, the Alzheimer's wing at this uh, this nursing home. And uh, so they, they got to spend their final days together. Um, and then now, as I said, my sister, who was obsessed with this, uh, and, and, and involved just individually. Uh, and, and now she's got it as well. And I, uh, I, I'm a big believer in the, the saying, you get what you think about, whether you want it or not. And I, I tend to think that has something to do with this. But so yes, I, both my parents and one of my sisters and now my other older sister, uh, she's having issues herself out, uh, out East. So but I'm not worried. I, I, I have never let it obsess me. And uh, as any time that it comes up with Jan and I, we just, since her, we're both in it, we just say it does not apply, DNA. So, so that's, uh, that's why. And we ended up getting married in the nursing home. Jan's mom ended up there too. And we got married uh, so they could all three be with us on that day. And uh, three months to the day, after we got married, they had all died. So they were just, just waiting for us. Yeah. So there you go. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Jan, um, how, well, first of all, congratulations on that. Um, Jan, uh, how about you with your family? You know, he said that your mom ended up moving in. Did she have dementia as well? She did. Um, I'm not certain whether it was Alzheimer's or advanced. The doctor said advanced dementia. Um, she was a school teacher. She taught in a one-room uh, class schoolhouse out in the country, K through 12, for many, many years, and active. And and I mean, she could rewire doorbells, and she could do anything. My dad passed uh, when she was 30, 43 years old, and she had three children. So uh, all of a sudden, hypertension took over, and. Um, Towards the end there, we had moved her into a nurse, into a, an apartment, and it was clear she needed to be in a nursing home. And so we moved her down to the same nursing home Pete's mom and dad were at, and eventually they said, we think your mom needs to move over to the Alzheimer wing. And of course, I was in denial going, no, she's fine, you know. I, and I finally realized, yes, it was the right thing to do. And once she moved up to that floor, she blossomed. It was like she got these people and she was comfortable there. And for a woman that had been very stressed out how to take care of three children as a single parent, um, she finally relaxed because I think she forgot all of the, the trials and the tribulations and now she was happy. So we would be with them every every Sunday. We'd go have uh, uh, lunch with them. And my mom, would she when she would see me, she recognized me. It wasn't totally sure who I was. But the one thing that I love about it, my mom was a very serious, hardworking woman. And when she ended up on that floor, if she would start saying something and it would be funny, I would start laughing and she would laugh with me. And the two of us would laugh and laugh and laugh. And she didn't even know what we were laughing about, but it felt so good. And when I left, I knew she was happy because we'd, we'd, We'd spent some time laughing, and uh, by the way, when we got married, um, 
we have a video and my mom, you can hear my mom in the background saying, someone should pick up all these rose petals on the, on the aisle, there's a mess here. So, I mean, she was still pretty engaged and still walking and stuff. So that's, that's my experience. And I was grateful that Pete and I could share it together. We learned so much from each other just with our, our own parents. Well, and that's so nice that you got married there so that they could be part of that too. I mean, how, how special is that? Yeah. Um, now, Pete, can you, can you start us off with what the heck is laughter yoga? Because a lot of people probably don't have a clue. They're thinking they're going to be doing, you know, the, the down dog pose or something and giggling. So what is, what is laughter well, yoga? It's none of that, actually. It's, it's uh, it, what it is, it's, it's, it's making simple physical actions. Um, for example, when, when we clap our hands, we clap our hands a lot and we engage all of our fingers as opposed to crossing our hands. By engaging all of the fingers, uh, that's actually opening up acupressure points in our hands and our wrists, getting the energy going in our body. Anytime we cross the center line of our body with our hands either way, that's actually good for our brain. We're opening up synapses between the left and the right hemispheres. We're balancing our brain. Anytime your hands are up over your heart, you're, that's good for your heart. We, we laugh a lot, and by, by laughing, I'm just saying we make, we make three sounds. Our hee-hee, we just go hee-hee-hee-hee-hee. That's coming from your throat energy up here. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha comes from your heart, and ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho comes from your solar plexus. So it's a combination of just making these three sounds and doing these things with your hands. And if, if that's typically if we're seated, which we do most of the time in the homes, but, but when people are more active and they're up and about and we're moving around and, and a big part of, of laughter yoga, uh, one of the benefits that I, I'll get into, but one of the big ones is making eye contact with people, this connection, eye to eye connection. And that we do a lot of that. But so what Dr. Kataria realized and what he determined is that all of these simple mechanical things that we do in the hee hee ha ho ho that simulates laughter that's fake laughter that's faking it and our body doesn't know the difference between genuine laughter and fake laughter and what happens either way is all these wonderful things our our immune system is strengthened blood is oxygenated um, the, uh, the blood pressure is reduced all these wonderful healing hormones we and healing and feel good Dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, these are all elevated. The stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, are suppressed. So combining that with these actions and helping the heart, and it's, and I mean, it's that, it's that simple. He, Dr. Kataria, when he was, he's a medical doctor in Mumbai, India. Here's a picture of his book right here. Uh, Laugh for no reason. And uh, he and his wife... Uh, he's doing research on laughter. He wanted to start a laughter club. So he and his wife and three guys go into a park in Mumbai, India, thinking they had to tell a joke or had to tell jokes in order to laugh. And so they, it didn't take long. The jokes got unfunny and he and the whole thing fell apart, but he continued his laughter. And that's when, when he determined that this, the, the laughter doesn't know the difference between genuine and fake. He went created these guidelines, 
went back into the park with the same five people. That was in 1995, and we have a, I don't know if you can see this picture here. This is, this is five years later in 10,000 people in Copenhagen, Denmark, getting together to laugh, just doing what those same five people in the park were doing, what we do in the nursing homes all the time, and what all these, and there's now up to 16,000 laughter clubs all around the world. And uh, his intention, wonderfully, uh, his intention for laughter yoga was world peace through laughter. So we're just, uh, it's so simple. Um, it's anybody can do it. One of the nice things about laughter yoga too is it makes you really present. You're not thinking about the past or worrying about the future. And it keeps people very, very present. Dr. Kataria says when we are children, we laugh between 250 and 300 times a day. And by the time we're adults, we're lucky if we laugh 10 to 12 times. And a lot of the, our Alzheimer's recipients have not laughed for a long time. And when they do laugh and they remember, and I, I always like to say, we, we like to help them remember what it felt like to laugh. And we're fa we, we fake it till we make it and we keep going and a lot of times we get people rolling their eyes and you know wondering what the heck are these crazy people doing people and sworn at us. and and at one point we were the only two people laughing in the, <coughs> in the whole room but that's okay because even just hearing laughter is powerful we've had receptionists when we walk out of the room where we're doing the exercise and they'll many times they say i feel so much better after hearing everybody laugh in there so it is, it's contagious, uh, it, it, it affects everybody. And uh, it's, it's good for us too. I mean, we, we realize that it's not just for their benefit, but very selfishly, it's good for our health and well-being. And uh, we've, we've loved the experience that we've had with all of our, our Alzheimer's friends. And uh, they're, they're dear, dear people and we're, we're grateful for them in our lives. Well, you know, one of the things that I really liked what you said was that it keeps us present. You know, we, we're not worried about the past. We're not worried about the future. And that's really true. And it's something I never thought of. But, I mean, there's nothing better than a good, hard belly laugh. And, I mean, sometimes you can be out to dinner and somebody next to you says or does something funny or their laugh and you have no idea, but you can't stop. Yeah. And I, I, Exactly. That's well, the best. we're having a, that experience with uh, Pete's sister because we always go there for special occasions. The whole family is there and she's there. She's aware of what's going on. But as soon as we start laughing at something everybody thought was funny, a big smile gets on her face and there's some response there. She knows laughter and she has laughed with us. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's a real connection on a soul level that is, is so fun and so, so positive. Yeah. It, well, it, it truly is. And I, I loved when you said Dr. Uh, Katari's, you know, goal is really world peace, you know, through this and, and just comfort and oh my gosh, do we need that now or what? You know, I, and I think, I think we get so fast paced in life, we forget to slow down and we forget to be present. We forget about the small, simple joys that don't cost anything, don't take much time, but just really, truly impact us on such a huge level. But when we're going so fast, we don't take that time to revel in it. One of the things that I loved in having you guys out to the memory cafe, I was able to actually see these two in action. 
and the profound difference that they made in people. And like you said, some people at first are like, I don't know. I'm not going to laugh. Just a laugh type thing. Make me laugh. Uh, yeah. and, and yet they all engaged. I mean, there wasn't anybody who didn't end up engaging and who didn't say that really felt good. And care partners saying things like, it was so nice to see him smile and to hear his laugh. Yeah. You know, and, and that pure joy and you, you, you know, as the disease progresses, you hopefully you're lucky enough to recognize those moments, you know, yeah. and, and to be able to, to capture them. Let's, let's uh, um, show people some samples because, you know, yours isn't just he, he, ha, ha, ho, ho, you know, sitting there and doing that. You're having people physically make some movements and, and do some engaging, or, or maybe we should actually start with how do you engage the group before you even start? Because that was real powerful too, um, how you introduced yourself to everybody. So Jan, can you tell people how you do that? Well, we, we usually start just by people introducing mm -hmm. themselves. We like to, you know, it depends on the group. Uh, start with some deep breathing because the breath is the big is the yoga part is the breath and it's really connecting our body to our mind and because it is so much body and not mind we're we're letting our body decide how we want to feel so we breathe and then we just go around the circle and each person just says their name sometimes they don't know it and that's okay you know we say it for them because we we've, we've gotten to know them uh, depends on the size of the group. And uh, then we usually start with just clapping because you can't, it's hard to get the ha 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 going when you've never done it before. So we're just saying the words ho ho ha 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 while we clap. And that kind of is like priming the pump. So they're more comfortable later on when we turn the, the, the key in our throat for hee hee and get the hee hee engine going because that is when people start laughing and smiling. So I guess, should we start just showing the ho, ho, ha, ha, Okay, ha, we'll start we the engine. Start. Yeah. Oh, no, do just the ho, ho, ha, okay. ha, ha. All right. We're crossing the center line of our body. That's good for our brain. Hands are over our Hands heart. Hands over heart. So we're just going. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, and that, I mean, that really gets the energy going. It really feels it in their hands and their arms. So they're doing something more than they... We're doing it more than four times. Yes. So I mean, do it for 30 seconds. And know, then sometimes we will do, seconds. we'll cross our hands and then touch our shoulders. We'll go, ho, ho, ha, 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 ho, ho, ha, 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 ho, ho, ha, 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 ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. So that's not so funny, but it's getting the sounds out. And if you get people we'll see them just moving their lips. They may not be clapping, they may be just moving the lips, and sometimes they're even tapping their toes. So we know they're engaged. And we, we, we notice every little subtle movement that goes on in the room, and go, oh, that one got it, that one got it. And it's just, it's He's like- moving something. Yeah, it's like watching a tree light up. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's a good way to start. And then we start our laughter engines. Yeah. I'm going to just jump in for a second because yeah. one of the things that I noticed when you were doing that um, with our group is maybe people couldn't do all the motions, but because of the repetitiveness, they would get the ooh 
you know, or, you know, they would jump in on those moments because you, you had that solid rhythm that was going. And so, um, and that was real important. And then you would just see their eyes kind of, you know, they were just glistening in, you know, this smile would come and it could be small to really big. Um, but again, everybody smiles a little bit different too and engages at different paces. And what I liked is you allow people to do that. You don't go over there and go, no, it's this way, you know? <laughs> and one of the things we always say, you can't get this wrong. There's yeah. no way you can get this wrong. You can screw it up. And you just end, you end up laughing. We make mistakes so many times and we get so present. We don't, we, our mind goes blank. And we, that for us is a really good sign, but for leading a group, it's maybe- we've in, a, in, so in an effort to keep the pressure off of us, we always carry a list in of things of our exercises. I mean, we tell people it's our intention to drive you out of your mind. You're not worried about the past or the future. And unfortunately, sometimes we drive ourselves out of our own mind. And so we have these lists here. So we never uh, are never stumped. But I wanted to point out one thing that I failed to mention. Uh, one of the most important things is is the first thing hopefully I always say, or we one of us oh, says, yeah, yeah. is no new pain. Exactly. Rule and number one. Rule number one, and the only rule is no new pain. If if anything we say for for raising your hand or even clapping your hands, yeah. if it creates any discomfort or any pain, you just please don't do it. Um, you cannot get this wrong. There's there's no right or wrong to it. It's kind of what you were saying. Everybody just proceeding at the, at their own comfort level even and if we are up and on our feet moving around uh, part of that no new pain is be aware of becoming lightheaded because it is very aerobic uh, dr Katari talks about 10 minutes of laughter aerobically and i mean that's like laughing for 10 minutes straight is uh, aerobically equivalent to half an hour on a rowing machine so this is it's heavy duty stuff getting rid of all this residual uh, air in our lungs that's that's stagnant down there and not getting recirculated. So it's, so I just, I had to make clear on that, that that is our primary objectives, telling people be careful, laugh responsibly here. If you feel any discomfort, any whatever, just stop, have a seat. If we're on our feet, um, sit down, don't hesitate to sit down. We won't miss out on anything. And, so that's 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 a key part of it is making people aware of what they might encounter here. Well, and mentioning the the exercise benefits. I mean, okay, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? You know, it kind of puts it in a in a whole other light as well. And and I know um, even though the movements are small, you know, when people haven't moved you know, in that way, it's going to take a little bit more out of them too. And so um, do you ever suggest that they need water? Yeah, we're very aware of the people in a group, you know, and where they're at physically and actually had someone this morning ask for water uh, because it's hot in Minnesota <laughs> this time of year. So yeah, I mean, people do bring water to yeah. laughter yoga. Uh, even the ones that are seated, um, our, our Alzheimer's friends typically don't have water with them, but uh, the ones that are ambulatory do. So, yeah. And if they, they, if they aren't, I mean, like today, I mean, we went and got water for three people. They were all expressing their thirst. So 
so yeah, we uh, we're very aware of water for sure. And I, I would imagine for some, if it's possible to empty their bladder in case they really get on a roll with laughing, too, that probably wouldn't hurt either. Especially the ambulatory yeah. women. That's Danielle's job. Thank you very much. <laughs> and her co-workers there, yeah. they do a great yeah. job. They do a wonderful job. We're, we're so impressed with all yeah. of the, the caregivers in these homes. They're amazing people. And we always say we're so lucky we get to come in and enjoy these people on a wider level and then we get to leave so appreciative of these uh, talented people who who are this can be a thankless job sometimes i'm quite sure so so anyhow we're going to do a couple more laughter engines, laughter engines. Uh -huh. yeah so we're going to start our laughter engines like i said we got our our throat is our te engine so we stick our key up there we turn it three times and that starts the he he engine so here we go he he, he. <laughs> oh, that one died. So now we change hands. We get on to our hearts, start our hearts with ha. Ah. Here we go. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that one died too. Now we go down to our bellies, change hands, start it with ho. Ho, 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 And then we go, very good, very good. Wee! Very good, very good. Wee! And everybody loves yeah. that part of it because yeah. it's just fun to say we. And if nothing else, that makes them smile, throw their hands up in the air. So the next one, we call it an English tea party. And what we have is a little saucer. So they've got their saucer, that's their palm up. And on the saucer, there's a teeny tiny little teacup. And we pick it up and we keep our pinkies up because we're very proper and mm -hmm. we are in English, England. So we drink tea with each other and we look at each other yeah. and drink tea. We go, <laughs> Very good, very good. Exercise we did at Pathways with a gentleman was who was in stage yeah. four cancer, and just a lovely man, and he loved that exercise so much. He started and he would laugh till he had tears coming down his face. He would laugh so hard, and we had the privilege and the honor of doing laughter yoga at his memorial service for his family because he said he wanted his family to laugh, not to cry, because he was gone. Oh. How beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. And so, you know, that we, we, uh, and he, he'd come in some mornings and he'd, he'd get there and then he, he was too weak to even get out of the car. So he'd, he'd be, his wife would come in, but he'd stay in the car. Uh, but I mean, it, and then as it, you know, progressed, he just, he finally, we, we just stopped seeing him until his wife came in and said he'd passed and, he would like us to do laughter yoga at his memorial service. So we, we were honored to do that. And they sure. laughed. Yes. They and did. they laughed. <laughs> so now we have another one. Yeah. This is called the laughter cow. Milking the laughter These cow. These are the cow's udders. And what we do is we start with our pinky. So we're crossing the center line of our bodies, good for our brain. 
we're squeezing every finger till we get to our thumb, and then we dump the milk in the bucket and laugh. So we start, we go, And it's okay to squirt your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> You got another cow. Oh, that's right. You got another cow. <laughs> you got two cows. Hey. You want to balance this out. Hey, 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 hey. hey. circle and have everybody pick a favorite flavor of ice cream you know and we usually will say chocolate vanilla or strawberry and uh and they'll they can pick one of those but many times they'll come up with something brand new one lady's favorite is always gin so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow that's that's a fun thing well, are we going to do that? Okay. We're going to milk them up. We're going to milk them. Okay. Milk. okay. Favorite ice cream. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. I'm going strawberry. Okay, okay here we go. go. A, A, A. 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 Then you start. Oh. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. So we always try to balance it out so yeah. we're doing the same amount on each side. So that's. That's, I mean, it's simple. We probably have 30 different exercises that we do, but the ones you can do seated are, are more limited, more limited, uh, but it always works. And we do the same thing over and over again. And nobody seems to mind because they're laughing. You know, yeah. they don't, don't you have any new material? We don't. Sometimes we do. Nobody has ever said, but we just did that last <laughs> two weeks ago. So, so we love it. And, and uh, <coughs> if nothing else, we always have a good time. And we've never, ever said uh, that was a bad laughter yoga. Every time we walk out, because that was so good. It's always good. It yeah. never fails, ever. No. It never fails. It's wonderful. It's kind of like art. You know, it's everybody looks at it different, has a different appreciation for it, and does it different, and it's okay. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Right. One of the things that I, I noticed, you know, when you were with the, the Memory Cafe people was you went around and introduced yourself, and were really, it, it was more than just eye contact. It was almost like this really strong gaze. I mean, you really got into people's personal space, and, you know, ask them their name and who they were. And in the beginning, I noticed, like with any group, even the ones that seemed a little hesitant were anxious for you to get to them because they, they saw the pleasure it gave the other people, even if they couldn't communicate that. And, and by the time it was time to wrap up with the group, um, the anticipation level was even higher. And I think to me, what that said to me was they were very thankful, even if they couldn't say the words, um, but they couldn't wait to have one last laugh with you. Yeah. And, and that was really, really cool to see because, you know, you weren't with us a very long time and, our, you know, our exercise period was a little bit shorter than what you normally do, what you said. And, and for me, what I also really liked was 
you had all these different little themes. And so it embraced all different kinds of, of cultures and ages and businesses and, and things of the past from if somebody was on the farm milking the cow or if somebody was starting a car or, you know, drinking the tea. It was, there were so many different levels with that. And so part of it when, when you would get all done, you know, even if, if people couldn't follow all the steps, they typically had the clapping and the wee down at the end and couldn't wait to be part of that because they, they knew that was coming. So you'd built up good anticipation and, and routine with that. Um, but they were also anxious to kind of like, well, what the heck are they going to do next? Because, <laughs> because none of it was really anticipated stuff that you would do. Um, but, um, and your, your laughs are, are contagious. Um, in and of themselves, and you you really got um, several of our members very engaged um, with that. And I I even heard the comment from one wife who was caring for her husband, and she said it was so nice to hear his laugh. Aww. It was so nice to see him engaged because you know sometimes you know as the disease progresses, they're not as engaged or they're not is able to participate, but anybody at any level, I don't care if they're a young child or, you know, a, a very um, aged person, um, it doesn't make any difference if somebody has a disability or not, if they're, you know, healthy or not, there's still ways to be able to, to participate. So even if they don't have the voice, because sometimes people will lose their voice with dementia, they might still be able to clap. Yep. Or there's almost like a like a residual, uh, I'll say it's kind of like secondhand smoke, except in a good way, <laughs> where there's, you have benefits to, to other people um, laughing around you. Uh, yeah. Even if you can't do it yourself, it just, it shifts the dynamics and the, the feel of the room as a whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really does. And, and I mean, we can feel it. We, I mean, we can we can actually feel when the energy starts dropping in the room as well, and then we know our work is done because <coughs> we've reached the the maximum the point of diminishing return. The point of diminishing yes. return. So that's a good time to quit. And we always end up uh, our sessions, especially in the nursing homes, with "You Are My Sunshine." Everybody in the world knows that song, and if they haven't done anything for the whole time, their lips start moving and they're they're singing the words silently because. They all remember it, and so we sing that through twice. And it, it's and we do a lot of singing. We sing "Row, row, row your boat," and then we change it to the words are now "he" and "ha" and "ho" all the way through when uh, "ho" stands with "he," etc. And everybody remembers how to sing. So if if they're not laughing, they can sing, and they might like singing. So I, it's so adaptable to so many different ways, and people come up with with crazy laughter yoga exercises for us all the time. And we love that because it doesn't have to make any sense. And a lot of times it doesn't, we'd have people that think too much about it yeah. <laughs> and they, they, they go, we can't do it. Go, well, you, you, you have to get out of your head. This isn't a head thing. Don't think about it. You're <laughs> totally thinking your body. about it too much. Yeah. It'll, it'll make your body feel this good. No so thinking. Get, get your head out of there and uh, we, we cannot drive them out of their minds. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's their journey, I understand, but I... That would be the one time we had one woman once, it was just, just her and the two of us, and, 
and this this woman could not just do these simple things. She just she was she was just thinking about it. She was a professional woman, and she was working she on her just, doctorate. So and she, she just finally said, I, "I can't do this. I can't do it." So that would be that would be the one time we failed, right. and, where we had to stop, and she she left because she just couldn't couldn't do it. We couldn't I, get her to lighten up. Well, and some people think it's childish. We say it's not childish, it's childlike. And what you're doing is you're giving that child inside that remembers how to laugh permission to do these silly things and just let it go and nobody cares. Everyone else is doing it, so you may as well. So join the party and have some fun. And, and we've had people say, uh, I feel lighter, I feel brighter. Uh, the pain in my neck is gone because their own body created the endorphins and dopamine and serotonin to heal that part of their body and reduce the cortisol and adrenaline. And we're, we're all working on adrenaline. <laughs> it's not just caffeine. Uh, everything that's going on now is, is pretty much adrenaline run. And you kind of have to get out of your head with that and really, really find a way to release the tension. And, and so it's good for other people, but you know, we, I love working with the Alzheimer's <coughs> because I, I, I really feel like they have helped me open up a lot because they're so willing to want to be childlike again. So many of them are. And 99 out of 100 are willing to do it and mm -hmm. like it. Uh, one out of 100 may not be so crazy about it, and we can't make people laugh, uh, but we can make them fake it. So well, that's, what, that's what we do. Well, I've always said that I think dementia is here to, to teach us to be better people. And one of the things with my own mom that I really appreciated was as the disease progressed, she became the safest place to go because she didn't judge. You know, she wasn't worried about being judged. She was just her authentic self. And, you know, the, the woman who wasn't able to, I think, really exhibits how uh, so many of us worry in this world what everyone else is going to think yep. and yep. it's not it isn't boom 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 and we've lost our ability to be spontaneous and just have fun it's like it's not okay anymore and it's like oh my gosh that's one of the biggest gifts we have in the world we can't kick that to the curb oh. and so oh. i i think um your work it, it's good for not only the residents or those living with dementia, but their care partners, the staff, and it shows another side of, of each person's humanity and allows everyone to be equal in being silly and not having to be this, this force of nature that I think we've all kind of created for ourselves in this hectic path of right or wrong and, and timeliness. It's just let go and breathe and just you know, just be silly. We all we all take the time sooner or later to kind of blow off steam when, you know, the tension has gotten too much where we might go in our own house and scream and holler just to vent. And it's like, why not laugh and build up the other side and, um, and, and calm some of that tension in a different fashion that's, that's, like you said, helping everybody in the room. You know, it's not, this isn't a singular person thing. This is, you get that interconnectedness of a group and that interaction and you can't help but see how others are reacting to it. And um, 
and, and why not? I think uh, for people that feel isolated because of their disease, it feels really good to be included in a community of something that they can do. And uh, they really, they enjoy each other. <clears throat> I mean, they'll look at each other and, and start laughing. And it, it, it kind of has a residual effect for the rest of the day. And we know that the, the attendants that are in the vicinity of our laughing feel better afterwards too. And when we walk in, this, we go every Tuesday morning, we've been going every Tuesday morning for five years uh, to a place in South Minneapolis and they know us. I mean, they, they, they know the orange t-shirts with laughter yoga on it. And some people will just, they'll just start laughing. They see us and they just start laughing. It's, it's, it's magical. It's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. So we're grateful that we, we've been able to embrace it in their life and, and enjoy these people and, and see that, that child come out of them and play too. It's, it's so endearing. Well, and what a fun thing that you two do it as a couple too. I mean, to be able to, to be on that, that same path. Um, Jan, I wanted to ask you if other people wanted to get involved and maybe get certified, what do they do? How do they, how do they do that? It's easy. Um, if you go to Dr. Katari's website, it's uh, laughteryoga.org, www.laughteryoga.org. And there's a lot of free information on there. There are videos, there are, are, are some downloads. And then there's also, and I didn't put it out as a link, but the American School of Laughter uh, is where we got trained. Uh, Dr. Katari, if you wanna go to India, you can be trained. If you wanna do it online, it's $99. Um, we did it for three days here in Minneapolis and we, got a gentleman named uh, Sebastian Gendry, and he's from California. And his website is the American School of Laughter. And uh, he has a lot of free information as well. So uh, it's, not, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to take the training because uh, you, you, you understand the, the depth of what this very simple exercise is and why it's done the way it is. As far as doing it, anybody can do it. Anybody can do this. It's so simple. I, I, uh, I often tell people, you know, get certified, go take it out there. And, and we've been lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time. So we met the right people and, and we're able to start at Pathways, which was a blessing for us. But uh, you can go into any nursing home and laugh with them. I mean, they're the most grateful people in the world they love everybody that walks in the door to entertain them it's so fun so uh yeah there's always something you can do in these nursing homes but laughter yoga is pretty simple um there is you know i was reading on his uh dr katari's website why laughter yoga is so good for seniors the, the five reasons that seniors need to do laughter yoga and i won't read the whole thing but i'll just highlight the points. It adds more laughter to life. We all need more laughter. It promotes physical health. It improves mental health. And I want to read this. Isolation, loneliness, and depression are also common among older adults as they, they lose loved ones and their health. Laughter yoga improves mental health by boosting neurotransmitters, dopamine, and serotonin. 
and we definitely get that that uh, hormone download here um, to get the, the laughter buzz, we call it laughter buzz. Building social bonds, it encourages so strong social bonding with friends. And if they've laughed together, they might laugh together again later. We have one, one of our uh, activities directors mm -hmm. says, her two-year-old now goes very good, very good, whee! You know, it's just part of their, their, uh, um, their relationship. And the last one is laughter yoga adds to longevity. And I mean, just to really live more fully every day as much as you can. And I think, I think when you're laughing together with the group, you are engaged and there is, there's a community there and a bond and we get to be part of it. So that's, that's, those are our gems. Anything else you want to add, Pete? Well, just, uh, specifically, I mean, one of the, uh, we've had some, pretty dramatic individual things with individual women in particular. And one of them um, was she had this remarkable turnaround and her, we asked that the, the young activities attendant was there and she saw this. I mean, this one, well, I was, this was going to be yours, but Go ahead. this woman came in, they wheeled her into the circle and she was just in this catatonic state. She was holding this, empty Dipsy, uh, Dixie cup up to her lips like this, just looking off into space and they wheeled her in to our circle that was already in progress. And we didn't say or do it, we knew her name, they told us her name and, and uh, we just continued what we were doing with clapping and laughing. And, and eventually, eventually the cup came down, she put her arms down and then she started started tapping her tapping her hands on her legs beating along with the with the clapping and I, I believe she ended up clapping herself and she was connecting she was looking around at other people in the group and we asked the the uh, the attendant you know did she see that and she said yes she she couldn't believe it you know and now this woman had changed we came back two weeks later they wheeled this woman in. She was a totally different person. Now I don't, I, I can't say, you know, I don't know what had happened between those those two weeks. But in our experience with her, she went from from very bad to very good, and picked up two weeks later right at very good, and <clears throat> went beyond that. But the activities young lady had said she had wheeled her back up to her ward and told the nurses about what had happened, and the nurses didn't believe her. They didn't think that laughter could do, would have that power over them, you know, over anybody, you know? And so it was, this is kind of a, a mindset that, that's still out there, that a lot of people think this is just nonsense, you know, but it's not. I mean, it really works, and we've seen it. And Well, and we've, <clears throat> we've done it with Huntington's disease, which is just a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful disease you know, for with young women and so we were out at the VA and we had our laughter yoga t-shirts on and a woman said you used to do laughter yoga in Robbinsdale and I said yes and she said oh it I think that's really cute and I'm like, it's powerful you know it's it's it is cute it's not intended to be cute and I think a lot of people think it's too simple how can the, the nurses out at this hospital I think had the same impression like 
that's not possible. How can that be? How can laughter do that to her? You know, and so um, the attitude of a lot of people. Yeah. And we also did it at a male clinic down in, in Lake City, a male clinic facility. And they had a process in the way typically that Mayo would process anything was data before and after. And they would take, they had a, you know, a scale with happy face to sad face. Where do you feel now? And they would just point to the, the happy face or whatever. And, and then at the end, they flip it over. Now, where do you feel? And so, and they would, we hope they, have, they pointed to the happy face. Uh, most of them did. But uh, they keep track of that because that was part of their, their whole intention to start on Dr. Kataria's website. You can look up, there is research that has been done. There are articles that have been written about the benefits of laughter yoga. And uh, they also did a test out at Loma Linda uh, University out in California where they tested the cortisol levels with people before and after and the cortisol levels went down. So, um, you know, it's, it's, Dr. Gattari has probably done more research than anybody on this. He is the best place to go. But Sebastian Gendry in Cal California is also wonderful. There, there are a few people in Minneapolis that do trainings on Dr. Kataria's website. Um, you can look for trainings in your state. Um, and if you can't find it, call Sebastian Gendry in California. He will come. That's what we did. He said, if you can get some people together, I'll come. And we went everywhere. We went to, we went to doctor's offices, social, social workers, uh, psychologists, and we said, we're having this training and tell them all about it, why it would be good. Sebastian Gendry in California got 23 people to sign up for the class just because of his website, because people are interested in it. Two of the people, came, one uh, Puyallup tribe in Washington state sent a woman and uh, Montana, the Cheyenne. Cheyenne tribe sent a gentleman to Minnesota to learn how to laugh. And uh, we've been told since uh, that when that Native Americans, their tradition for healing someone in their in their in their tribe was to surround the sick person and laugh for them. And um, I think you know that it's they probably have lost their laughter. Uh, that's that's a, um, a sad state of affair for Native Americans. So they took it back to their tribe and. We're hoping to visit them someday, yeah. their tribe, and see how they are doing. Wouldn't that be interesting to be able to to visit? I think it's uh, you know I just think your work is is fabulous. I tried to get Harry Urban to join us today. Uh, Harry's been living with dementia for well over ten years, and he is a huge advocate of of uh, laughter yoga. And he has been himself spreading the word on it. He just he just thinks it's the best thing. And he has seen miraculous changes in people and their attitudes and, and within himself as well. And he wasn't able to, they were going to uh, go on vacation. So they were leaving tomorrow and he was getting ready for that. But he was sorry that he, he couldn't make it. And because, uh, again, he's somebody living with dementia who can see and feel 
the difference uh, in him in himself and and in others. So I would recommend if you're here in Minnesota, you know, reach out to uh, Pete and Jan. Their phone number is 612-423-3167. That's 612-423 3167 or you can email them at gerard.janandpete at gmail.com and again we've got that right on the link for the radio show page and also for the video page. Um, we also have Dr. Katari's website laughteryoga.org and I will also add the American School of Laughter's website as well for people. And um, Jan and Pete, do you guys do conferences at all? Do any any training? Is that of interest to you? Because we might have some event planners out there that are that are interested in sessions. Well, we don't we don't do the training. We're not. Uh, we haven't taken the the advanced training to train trainers. We're open. We're, we are laughter missionaries. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you both for taking the time to be with us today. This was really fun. And um, like I said, I can't wait to share this episode with my daughter, Danielle. She'll be thrilled to see that, that you were able to join me and spread the word of your, of your work. So again, thank you so much. Um, for our listeners, please you know, share this episode if you're listening to the audio or if you're listening to the YouTube um, you know, share away, spread the word, uh, and try this out yourself. I think when you slow your pace down and when you're looking for the effects, you'll find them. You know, we just have to slow down and look for, look for the right things in life. So thank you again. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Okay. Bye, everyone. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.